Welcome to episode 10 of More Than Just Maps. I'm your host, Ollie Powers. This podcast was created with the intent to help anyone in the GIS field get from where they are now to where they want to be. Be that your first job, a career move, or just improving your GIS game overall. On today's episode, I conclude my interview with Michelle Swindle. We talk about what it's like to have staff who are brand new versus subject matter experts in any given field. We also chat about some of the work Michelle has done with the North Texas Emergency Communication Center, as well as the Joint Emergency Operations Center in Tarrant County, and how it first started as a way to track incidents at the Texas Motor Speedway, and how it's evolved to serve many other functions, like the current COVID-19 crisis. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Michelle Swindle with the City of Fort Worth. So Michelle, um, going on our, the conversation that we had earlier, um, you were saying that your department is mostly dealing with GIS administration, but there is a substantial amount of still GIS work. So you were saying that new employees and people who are new to that department, they're going through a lot of planning documents, so plats and, and as-builts. So what percentage of that is taking up from what you guys do? Because that's a lot to learn. Um, anyone who's done GIS for a city has to learn these documents really, really quickly. They're essential. And it's not something that you're taught in school ever. And when I've asked several instructors why, they just say, well, it's not their job to, to teach industry. It's, it's their job to teach GIS, which makes sense. But at the same time, if you don't have the, the subject matter expert um, knowledge, you, you can't do your job. So just, yeah, how much of that do you guys actually do? And how do you see new people coming in? How are they handling that? So at Fort Worth, um, Greg Webb, who is a registered licensed surveyor, he is the primary for all the plat information. So new data gets added to GIS at the city, either by a plat, original plat, a replat, or a fire letter. So there's kind of very specific workflows that they we work on. So he's the primary for two of those. And the extra adding addresses, it's not really institutional knowledge that's needed. It's more technical. It's, there's a toolbar that we have that you just go through the workflow and add it in. So anybody on my team can add those file letters. There's no additional training that's needed. For the plat. It, there is a learning curve for an IT person to be doing um, platting and from, uh, entering in plats. Luckily, we don't have the rest of the asphalt. Working in Carrollton, we were responsible for the entire asphalt. So water, sewer, storm, all of that information we entered in. And that's not Which, a that small also job at follows, all. <laughs> yeah. And that role falling to IT, that's, that really is a big discussion of where does GIS skill set, where should it land? In smaller organizations, GIS is, usually starts out in planning um, because of plats and asphalt, but their land data is the basis for all of GIS. And so whoever maintains that data, usually GIS falls in, under their domain. In addition to playing always needs exhibit maps to take to council. So especially for smaller agencies, that makes the most sense for it to land there. As your GIS environment grows, so does your need for having these specific SMEs for all of this data. And that's usually when it gets more of a distributed 
infrastructure and you get all of your isolated SMEs and all of the different departments to do their little niche. And that usually just comes from on-the-job training. Like I said previously, internships are, I feel like they're the gateway to GIS experience. All organizations are always looking for interns and somebody to do that entry-level work. And it just depends on what type of organization you're going for. Um, if you want a broader, a broader wealth of knowledge, bigger cities have more areas that you can dive into. If you're interested in land data, any of the planning stuff, look at planning or development. Or if you're interested in stormwater, in whatever house it's in, if it's in public works or water. And so you say just, that, but I don't know anyone coming out of school who's like, I want to work with sewer systems. <laughs> 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 I, I certainly True. like, like I have become an SME in, in utilities. That was not yes. the dream when I was doing GIS <laughs> in school. <laughs> this is kind of the thing True. where you're like, I just need to get a job. Like, where do I work? So you kind of pick it up. <laughs> Um, yes, and then sure. you're like, yeah, I'm drawing in sewer lines, but it's, <laughs> you, you learn to have fun with it and you do learn it a lot. Yeah. Speaking of internships, you mentioned earlier the North Texas Emergency Communication Center. Can you tell us a little bit about what that's and how people can get involved there to get some experience? Yeah. So previously, Carrollton, Addison, Capel, Farmer's Branch all used to do their own in-house dispatching. For emergencies. For emergencies, yes. <laughs> um, so all fire calls, 911 calls got routed to the individual cities. Um, and that was based on your cell phone or your uh, landline where you were. So if you're driving down the highway and you see a wreck with all of the cities around here, I live in Carlson, I didn't say that earlier. But with all the cities through DFW, just driving down the highway, you're crossing agencies and municipalities almost every few miles. So it was really hard to say, oh, it's at the intersection of I-35 and Bush. Oh, wait, is that northbound or southbound? Which jurisdiction does it fall in? Here, that's not us. Let me route you to... Farmers Branch. Oh no, money rush to the east compel. side or the west side of Dallas. <laughs> yeah, because there's two yeah. of those intersections. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. That caused a lot more problems than anyone had really thought that there were. There were some issues that came from dispatch hopping. So the agencies got together and formed a uh, formed a consortium. They outsourced all of their dispatching, and they called it North Texas Emergency Communication Center. So NTEC is housed in Carrollton, and they maintain all of the public safety maps for dispatching for all four agencies. So if you go into the office, there's a call center, um, and they have call takers for dispatch on the floor. And then they also have their ready room in the back for any emergency EOC type issues. And they 
uh, James Bolin is their GIS coordinator. So all cities send them their internal city street um, address points, seats, fire responses, and all of the other city limit layers and any ETJs and any of that stuff. And he maintains that data, appends them all into a single data source, does all of the GIS magic that we do, and hands it over to their CAD system. And in this case, the CAD system is computer-aided dispatch and not AutoCAD. <laughs> yes. Because Correct. that took a while to pick up when I first got into the municipal <laughs> scene. <laughs> So there's engineering AutoCAD and then there's emergency CAD, just in case yeah. anyone's wondering. <laughs> so do you know, um, are they looking for any kind of opportunities? Are there any opportunities there that they have for interns to help as a secondary question after this? Um, do you know what they're doing or how they're implementing the next generation 911? I know that they are, that they're pivoting to uh, next gen. I'm not sure specifics because it's been almost two years now since I've been out of Carrollton, but I would assume that James, James Bolin, who also went to UNT, that he would be a good resource for any internship possibilities. I would assume that they have opportunities, um, but with the cities closing down and losing that tax revenue. Um, I know a few agencies are going to be hurting in the next few months. They might not, it might not be a paid internship, but if you're just looking to get some experience, there might be some of those opportunities coming through. That's really, that's really good for, I know paid experience is going to be preferred, but when you're trying to get any experience, honestly, take what you can and, I didn't like that answer when I was in that position, but, <laughs> but get the experience where you can get the experience. So now with the current situation we have going on with COVID-19 outbreaks, you've been working a lot with Joint Emergency Operations Center in Tarrant County in Fort Worth. So can you tell us a little bit about what that experience has been like, what you're doing, um, and how they're just trying to handle that situation with the GIS information and what you're providing to them? Yeah. So... My team, um, Gregory Roberts, is one of my senior IT programmers. He spun up a IT, uh, sorry, operations dashboard from an Esri platform to the JEOC for the Texas Motor Speedway. So uh, they worked with Esri consultants and fire staff to collect all of the points. So Texas Motor Speedway is the uh, NASCAR track just north of Fort Worth. And there's so many different segments of uh, that property. So if there's any 911 accidents, lost kids, um, drunken disorderly, campers catching on fire, it was been very hard for first responders to try and figure out where people are. So they went out and uh, used Collector and took a spot for each of the campsites, the motorhome, as well as all of the different seating sections within the um, NASCAR property itself. And so every time there's an event out there, 
they're able to use the dashboard and submit calls for anything that's going on there. And they're able to readily identify what the issue is, what the status is, and update that status real time. So people back at JOC in downtown Fort Worth are able to track all of those calls. These are the number of open incidents. These are the number of ones that closed. And they can classify those by type and also see ADL, uh, which is automated vehicle location data for all of the first responders on that screen as well. So they can see where their engines are, where the um, policemen and their radios are. We spun that up last year. And with the COVID, uh, COVID-19, they asked for a kind of simpler version. Well, it started as a simpler request <laughs> of we only want to see these certain things, but we also need you to build a template form for the departments to submit. These are the employees that we have coming into the office. These are the ones who are working remotely. Are we fully staffed and going to meet our SLAs or are we underserviced and need additional resources transition to this division? So we built a form for them through Survey123 and all departments record their employee workforce numbers every day. We also were tracking the uh, daily cases of confirmed positive, as well as deaths. So we do it specifically in Fort Worth, as well as those in Tarrant County, as well as the numbers for the US. So on the dashboard, you can break it down by department uh, needs, as well as higher level city and state needs. And um, there's also ADL calls and any additional reporting that the JEOC is looking for. On the flip side, as an IT manager, I've been called to do a shift in the JEOC to perform to provide IT support. So for every time that I'm doing work for the JEOC, there's FEMA paperwork that I have to fill out. So I have to be very diligent about tracking my time of, oh, wait, was it for GIS or was it for IT? Okay, and then there's all of this paperwork that I have to submit. And my boss gets five different forms because I can't submit different time codes on the same form. It's like, did you just send me all of the wrong information? Did you send it twice? Like, no, no, I promise. It's like, oh, okay. Reading all of the notes that you have to put in. Yeah, and especially um, for, for FEMA tracking because they are very strict on how things get filled out and what gets filled out and what's allowed. So yeah. working with different emergency organizations, I've seen that a little bit and it's a little bit, it, not a little bit, it's pretty frustrating on on the user end, so on our end, but then that all has to go back to a centralized system to get filled out. So, and given yep. how big and how much FEMA does, it just has to be that way, which not the way you want it, but that's the way it's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing that the Fort Worth JUC has kind of pivoted to is since there was a positive case in the JEOC last week, and oh gosh. <laughs> it confirmed that the mayor was um, exposed, they've kind of taken a step back and reduced the number of people in the JEOC. 
like it was already kind of a skeleton staff. When you walked in, there was hand sanitizer and gloves that you can put on. You got issued a mask as soon as you walked in and they had wipes that you can clean your keyboard and your workstation. Um, They also had cleaning crews that cleaned three times a day. Somebody was still exposed. And so since the mayor was exposed, they transitioned a lot of the work that was on site to truly only essential people in the JESC and everyone else is providing remote support. How have you found that transition? Because normally I'm assuming you work in an office. There's a few lucky people who get to work remote a lot, but for most people that's been different, especially with the nature of GIS work and IT work. When you're on site, you have all the bells and whistles, you'll have multiple screens, you have access to servers, you have this. So how is it going from that kind of environment to, hey, I'm on my couch with a laptop and one screen? <laughs> Luckily, I'm not currently doing any real development. And I open ArcMap maybe twice a week. So it hasn't impacted me as much. But other people on my staff, it, it's been a hurdle. Somebody is sheltering in place out out at the lake, so they have spotty internet out there. Other people have dual monitors that they're trying to set up with their TV, because it's a smart TV, and their laptop, and the pixelization and the lag time is different, so they're having technical issues there, as well as people jumping on uh, WebEx calls. Fort Worth has had to increase their license count for WebEx, but there are still times that we'll have big calls and not everybody can get on the call because either the bandwidth is slow or they just can't call in. So I've had to conference in um, people on my staff so that they can be on the call on the WebEx. So Sounds like having to have a lot of very interesting solutions to these problems because they're not things that you're dealing with, but this is definitely not business as usual right now. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, ping me if you need to, we're on mute right now. Ping me if you need to say anything and I'll unmute all of this, but be aware that if there's a baby crying in the background or a dog barking, everyone else is going to hear it. Which is a very real thing. I know with me, I have my cats always knocking things off my desk, (laughs) which you would think wouldn't be very noisy, but it gets really noisy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my biggest challenge is trying to keep work to work hours. Since I'm commuting from Carrollton to Fort Worth, I've been working, I've been working seven to four. So trying to keep those hours because people know that they can get a hold of me during those times. And, excuse me, with people working remotely, they're still emailing longer and longer into the day and night. Of I'll get emails from people just kind of, replying to things at eight o'clock nine o'clock midnight and because it's just so easy my phone is here I'm like oh wait I can respond to that email so I've needed to be more conscious of turning that off Um, we've started taking lunch walks with our dog to kind of just actually take a lunch break decompress walk around the neighborhood Um, and that's been very helpful recently Yeah, I found that from people I've talked to recently, it's been like a 50-50 split. Either they've been more productive at home or productivity (laughs) has completely stopped for them. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Michelle, yeah. this has been a great chat. Um, you had some really cool, interesting stories and you're doing some really neat work with the JEOC and what you've been doing at City of Fort Worth. So thank you so much for letting me pick your brain and letting you share your stories. You bet. I greatly appreciate it that you'd even think to interview me. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Very cool. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. <laughs>